Hello and welcome to the SpiceCast, the podcast where we talk about spices and spicy moments in our everyday lives. I'm your host, Ruben, and joining me this episode are two very special guests. Would my first guest, I believe that's you, Nathan, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Nathan Gray. I am a full stack developer and I am returning with one of my really, really good friends, uh, Steven. I believe we might be the first return guest on the show. Yeah, I think you're the first double returning guests. If that oh, makes the sense. double return pair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've had a couple of people on twice, but no two guests have been on this the on the same episodes twice. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So with that, uh, Stephen, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, so I'm Stephen, um, and like an ogre, uh, I have many layers. Oh, thank you for that extremely fun fact um would you say you're more like an onion or a cake uh definitely more like a cake parfait okay all right cool well uh this episode i'm very excited to have both of you on and i'm very excited to talk about drum roll please onion powder Yay, onions are great. <laughs> we love them. Yes. We're going to tell you why. Who wants to go first? I can go first. <laughs> Please do. So, onion powder, I do have to admit I don't use it that often. I mostly... <gasps> <laughs> I know, I, I mostly prefer fresh red onions because I, I, I really, really like the intense flavor. Um, but I am I'm here to learn. I'm, I'm here to potentially change my ways. But you have used onion powder in the past. I have, I have. Yeah. I, I mean, what, what person who's gone to college hasn't, I guess? <laughs> exactly. St- Steven? So I enjoy um, using onion powder with sour cream as a topping for potatoes. Um, I think it gives a a really good flavor to the sour cream, and of course, onions and potatoes are a natural combination. Definitely. Man, that that creamy with a little bit of bite, but not too much because the powder is softer than like a raw onion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I I really like onion powder, and you know, I, I don't think it works very well as a replacement for raw onion. I think what I'm going to try to convince everybody of this episode is that raw onion and onion powder really deserve to be treated as two separate ingredients that both have their merits. They both have their detriments and, you know, you shouldn't think of one as a replacement for the other, even though they have some of the same flavors. Um, But it's sort of like, it's sort of like if you treated raw tomatoes and ketchup, as the same ingredient. I mean, mm. it's not really the same thing. And I know I know ketchup has a lot of added ingredients, but it's mostly tomatoes and sugar. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, I do I do I do use the onion powder stuff for primarily sauces, just when I don't want big chunks of onion yep. ruining ruining Alfredo sauce or something, but just a little just a little extra. Definitely. All right, so let's jump in with how onion powder is made. 
So I didn't know this before doing research for this episode, but you can have onion powder made from white, yellow, or red onions. I thought it was only I thought it was only white. Hmm. Same. But I guess that's because white onions are the most common because of their lower cost and stronger flavor. Mm. Um, that's that's what I read anyway. Um, something else that I did not know: cheap onion powders sometimes don't even bother to peel the onions or remove the stem or roots before making them into powder. Hmm. So I think I, I mean, I wish we could do a tasting of like different levels of of onion powder prices. Um, eventually, I'm sure we'll be able to. But uh, when we're when we're all together again, let's let's taste some high class red onion powder <laughs> or something and see how it see how it is. Love it. Yeah. So there are three ways that that onions are dried in order to make powder. Um, whether it's uh, in in the olden days or today, there there are pretty much three methods now used. Um, Stephen, you want to talk about those three? Sure. Um, so the first would be air drying, uh, which is a process where um, the onions are placed into a warehouse and air is continuously passed over them until they are dried out. Um, and then there is dehydrating, uh, which you would use a commercial uh, dehydrator for. Um, assume that those are very big machines. Um, and then the third, I believe, is freeze drying, which sounds an awful lot like freeze dried ice cream, like the astronaut ice cream. Um, and I'm just... I'm just curious as to what a freeze-dried onion would look like. Well, my guess is that it would be very shriveled because onions, believe it or not, are 89% water by weight. I had no idea. I mean, I guess it's not that hard to believe since it's, you know, a vegetable, but I didn't realize it would lose quite that much of its mass. Mm. Hmm. Um some onion powders after being dried uh, are toasted which increases the sweetness and reduces the sharpness of the flavor which i thought was a pretty cool development i don't know that i've really had a lot of toasted or roasted onion powder before Um, but after that uh, since they're then extremely dry whether they've been toasted or not they're they're extremely dry uh they are crushed into flakes granules or fine powder so here's my question for you nathan do you Mm -hmm. like flakes granules or fine powder so because i just use it in in sauces i i prefer fine powder Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but now that you phrased the question i actually kind of want to try the other the other types because like the flakes sound really good on some scrambled eggs but i'm like too lazy to actually fry up an onion or i can mix it in um so i think i'm gonna have to try some how about you steven flakes Um, granules or fine powder i'm gonna say the fine powder um because like nate like the the reason to use the onion powder is in something where you don't want the the chunks um so you know with a fine powder i think is going to dissolve a little bit more easily all right well let's argue about this i think <laughs> granules are really good uh was, neither was, neither of gonna, you argued for granules i was going to say they're like almost worthless like i, I was going to be like i'm, I'm actually going to roll those out and, <laughs> and go on so both sides. here here's my argument for granules um if you are doing a dry rub for meat and you put mm. on fine powder, it is going to adhere extremely well, 
but it is going to burn. And if you put on flakes, they're not going to adhere very well. And so granules are just perfect for a meat rub. As, but, as soon as soon as you said the barbecue, it clicked as the dry rub. But, <laughs> but if you are doing like a sauce, like you were talking about, mm. Nate, I think powder is great. Fine powder is great because um, it doesn't have any of that graininess. And if you if you want like a like a cream sauce or a, a, a smooth sauce, that's re- that's really what you're looking for. So. You know, I can see the benefits to fine powder and flakes as well, but just wanted to put in my argument for granules. Okay. I'll put an exception just just for the dry rubs. Just for what? Just for the dry rubs, ah. for the granules. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, interestingly, commercial onion powder has about a 10 times stronger flavor than fresh onion, uh, than fresh onion does. Um, but it reduces by a lot more than 10 times in volume, I believe, because one onion can turn into a teaspoon or less of onion powder, which is just a crazy statistic. You think of all the onion powder that like McCormick produces, for example, and each jar of that, like a two ounce jar has got to have, I don't know. 20, 30 teaspoons in it. Yeah. Man. So it's, it's basically like taking an entire bag of onions that you see at the grocery store and shrinking it down into one one tiny little capsule. Yeah, so here here's a question, I guess. Does your grocery store have more onions in fresh form or in powdered form between the onion powder that's on the spice shelves or and the onion powder that's on like chips and things like that um some of the like sour cream and onion flavors often use onion powder do you think there's more onion powder throughout than fresh onions or do you think there are more fresh onions i think there's more onion powder like just like by that conversion that you just like stated like it has to be onion powder and with the chips and everything? I mean, of course it varies by the store, I'm sure. Mm. But. Yeah, I'm just thinking of all the, you know, the processed soups and everything else that would have onion powder in it and like all the different sauces and spice blends and everything else that would have the onion powder in it. And, um, I'm, you know, per, per onion of dried onion versus fresh onion, I'm sure there's more um, dried onion than there is fresh onion in the store. Yeah, and I think we're gonna we're about to get into that, so that's a really good segue. So let's talk about how onion powder is used in cooking. So, like we mentioned, um, it's often sweeter and more savory than fresh onion. Um, what what we mean by more savory is that it adds a lot of flavor. Uh, it it some believe that it adds umami to dishes. Mm. Um, and that can be a salt replacement because if you add more flavor you don't necessarily need as as much salt as a flavor enhancer right so that's a really interesting property of onion powder in sort of like a health benefit side of things 
um, is, is that it could be used in reduced salt items. Um, so onion powder gets bitter more easily than fresh onions when cooked at high temperatures, so you should be careful about when it's added to the recipe. Uh, you might not want to just heat up some oil and throw in some onion powder and cook it for a while. You might, you might, you might want to put in your you know, tomato sauce and your vegetables before you add your onion powder, um, so you so can burn it pretty easily. So as a general rule, would you would you recommend putting it in like beginning, middle, end of a recipe? Like what what's your what's your preferred time timeline on this? So what I usually do is I saute onions. I add smaller things like garlic, ginger, that sort of thing. Then I add spices and then I add the main body of whatever I'm cooking. Mm. So onion powder fits in like after garlic and ginger, you throw it in, you let it cook for a few seconds, and then you say put in uh, some coconut milk or some tomato sauce or something like that. Right, gotcha. So that's the way I do it. Um, like we've been talking about, uh, onion powder is often mixed into sauces, soups, and salad dressings is not one we mentioned, but it is very common in prepared salad dressings because they want it to be uh, very smooth and not have pieces of onion. Mm. <laughs> um, that is true of the soups and sauces as well. Yeah. Uh, it is also a common component, like I mentioned, of spice rubs for meat because the dry powder adheres to the exterior more readily than like, say a fresh onion chopped up wood. Um, I'm just imagining somebody trying to rub an onion on a steak and just <laughs> got this this ball of an onion and be like impart the flavor and, and <laughs> so I I've seen that with garlic where you rub it on bread to mm. impart the flavor but I think gar- garlic powder works pretty well on garlic bread as well so yeah. I don't know or like a uh, marinade or whatever because I've used like chopped up garlic in a marinade mm-hmm but it, it, like you said, it doesn't adhere very well. Like you just get a few pieces here and there. Right. Um, and then they end up burning. Exactly. Yeah. Onion powder is also sometimes mixed into burgers or meatloaf um, because chunks of onions might make the, the meat crumbly. Uh, and I've certainly had this problem where I put like, I, I tried to finely dice an onion uh, and put it into like a, a meatloaf or something. And it tasted great, but when it was uncuttable it just crumbled immediately do you think it's also because of the because of the water content of the onion and you're like basically sticking water inside your meat i mean that could be part of it but i think it's mostly just the structural integrity what do you think steven as the resident engineer uh i would say it's probably both i know when i cook onions um they get a little um slick a little slimy um, and I assume that's what's going on uh, inside the meatloaf is you've got this um, very slick, very, um, um, you know, uh, watery piece of something in the middle of your meat. And uh, yeah, it's, it's not going to uh, it's not going to hold together very well. Well, plus you're probably cooking it in the fat of the meat. And right. so it's probably getting slippery that way as well. Yeah. Hmm. So the, uh, the, the final and probably most common use of onion powder 
um, is as an additive in products such as sour cream and onion chips, soup bouillons and mixes and other similar products. And those usually give onion powder a bad reputation. Um, I would argue that it doesn't deserve that. It's it's mm. often paired with a lot of ingredients that aren't necessarily great for you, like uh, a lot of sodium and uh, a lot of processed ingredients in in like soup bouillons and mixes and chips and you know snack foods and things like that. But I would say the onion powder is not the problem in those. It's it's all of those other additives. Right. Yeah, especially with all the super processed artificial flavorings um i think people kind of associate the onion powder with like an artificial flavoring and not dehydrated onions right and and that's really all it is if you buy a good quality onion powder it is just dehydrated onions but if you do buy the cheap stuff they might add some like uh declumping additives or mm. um like uh make sure it doesn't i, th- I think they, they call it anti-caking agent yeah. Um, mm. To ma- make sure it doesn't clump up and uh, form a, a ball with too much moisture, uh, which can be in your in your kitchen air. Do you know Do you know like the shelf life difference of like a, a better onion powder versus just like the ones with the anti caking? I think the big thing about spices and their shelf life is that they tend to lose flavor if you leave them too long. It's not that they get bad. Mm. So I imagine if you have a huge lump of onion powder, it's not going to taste any worse than the one that has the anti-caking. In fact, it might taste better. It's just going to be harder to measure and harder to get out of the container. Mm. So I, I... I would I would love to try it out, but I, I don't know if there's a difference. I don't know that there's a difference. Alright, then with that, let's take a break for a word from our sponsor. This episode of the SpiceCast is sponsored by Bills.io. Bills.io is a financial tracking app for iPhone, iPad, and Mac that allows you to manage your reoccurring expenses with a clean and easy cross-platform experience. Nathan, can you tell us a little bit more about Bills.io? Sure. I'm actually the creator of Bills.io, and Bills.io was created in response to trying to do my own finances. So over years and years of trying different apps, reminder apps, calendar apps, other financial apps, I decided I was going to just create my own. So who would you recommend to use Bills.io? So Bills.io is mainly targeted at the young professional that's really hip and savvy with their tech products, um, but doesn't really want to pay too much for their financial app. So what you're saying is that the target audience is 90% of the SpiceCast's demographic. I would, I would, I would probably say like at least 99%. If, if you're listening... 99%. 99% chance that this is the perfect app for you. Uh, did you can you talk a little bit more about privacy? I, I think that's something that a lot of people have trouble with is privacy in banking apps because 
when you hook up your bank accounts, things get a little bit messy and you know, you know, there's another company involving themselves in your finances and you never know what could happen. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. So like, so with a lot of banking and financial planning apps, um, what happens is they want you to sign up for an account with their service and then they want you to log into all your bank accounts through another service and they want to do a bunch of um, machine learning or predictive God knows what on all your transactions. Um, so how Bill's IO is a little bit different, there's only one account sign up and that's through your iCloud. So all your data is saved directly into your iCloud. Um, we don't have any accounts. We don't do any extra machine learning processing. Um, that would take too much of my time programming anyways. And I, I frankly don't care about your financial data. <laughs> so I, I just want to help you by making a tool that you can use. So what's different between the free and the paid tier? So the biggest difference between the free and the paid tier is heavy organizational tools. Um, so the, the free tier focuses just on one single list. You put in all your bills and you put in all the dates and it will give you reminders and uh, notifications on when those are coming up to, do, to be um, due. The premium tier takes it up to a whole nother level where you can separate between business, personal, household bills. You can tag your bills and you can specify which account your money comes out of. So one of the, one of the examples I use is if you have all your subscriptions on your credit card, you can see how much that credit card is going to cost you every month to pay for all your Netflix, your Apple Music, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. And the good thing is that if you download the app, you can use it at the free tier forever. Don't pay anything, use it for everything you need. And then if you do decide that you need those extra features of the paid tier, you can do that at any time, right? Yeah, of course. So as I said, like one of the main things is I always wanna have a free tier. So, because I, I just believe that if you want to take a step forward to educating yourself with your finances, you shouldn't have to have money going out for that opportunity. So if I have a recurring subscription to Halloweeners, um, uh, Wiener of the Month Club, um, how would I uh, track that in the application? Oh, that's, that's a good question. So you could actually make up a whole different collection in the app to separate all of your podcast-based purchases so you can see exactly how much all your podcast listening has cost you over the years. So Halloweeners, you could just stick it right into that collection and you could track and see exactly how high those reoccurring costs. That's pretty cool. Stephen, what which wiener is it this month? Uh, so for the month of February, um, it is the uh, very special uh, strawberry cheesecake uh, Halloweener um, in honor of Valentine's Day. Um, now that is a sweet deal. Yeah, I really liked the uh, the pizza wiener that they had. 
um, in uh, Italian American Heritage Month. I don't I don't remember which month that was. I'm a I'm a pretty bad uh, mm. bad shill for this company, but the pizza wiener was pretty great. Yeah, they uh, they do come up with some uh, creative ways to stuff a wiener. So where can our listeners find Bills IO? So you can find Bills IO at billsio.app and that B- is that's b i l l s i o dot a p p. Yes, the letter is i o, so kind of like a little play on words. Where else can you find it? Um, you can find it in the app store by searching Bills Space, the letter i, the letter o. And you can find it on the App Store in iOS and macOS. Also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Bills IO app. You can you can download Bills IO today on the App Store uh, and use it to organize all of your Halloweener purchases in addition to all the rest of the things that we've talked about today. So, thank you very much again to Bills IO for being a proud sponsor of the SpiceCast. And now back to the show. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the history of onion powder. The main part of the history is that we don't know where onion powder originated at all. Um, It is too old. It is not unbelievable to think that onions may have been dried and ground in ancient Egypt, um, since it has been established that onions were present in that society and they must have had some way of preserving them. Mm. Um, But we don't have any written record of that or even any oral record of that, so it's it's not established whether that's actually true. Makes sense. Where, um, where, Where are onions from originally? So onions originated in the Middle East and North Africa, sort of the Fertile Crescent Plus Mm. area. Um, And then they rapidly spread through Greece, Rome, ancient Greece, Rome, uh, and many other civilizations then across the world. Right. Um, And then from ancient Egypt, we jump to the 1950s in the United States, and most of the the documentation I have about onion powder is from the United States because um, it seems like onion powder is most common within the United States, although it is used in other countries in different in various dishes. Um, but even though onion powder was used before the 1950s, it rose to great popularity in the U.S. because of its convenience in the 1950s, along with you know microwave meals and and things like that um and then by the 70s uh onion powder became associated with unimaginative suburban cooking that wasn't very good uh there are stories about people who say their their parents never used any spices besides salt pepper paprika and onion powder so do you think for like the suburban cooking it was they used it as more of like a replacement to onion with like all yes. the process, like frozen meals and stuff. I do, like yeah. Just not having fresh foods. Yeah, I think it was more of just like a like a convenient. I need to spice up my my soup uh, quickly, and I'm not gonna you know spend all afternoon chopping onions. Right. So I'm just gonna sprinkle in a couple of teaspoons of onion powder, and you know, that's gonna be 
three or four <laughs> onions worth of onion powder, right? right. <laughs> um, however, so that was the 70s. Um, onion powder sort of fell out of fashion, and I think a lot of people have a negative view of it uh, because of that, still to this day, because of that sort of use in processed foods, use in unimaginative recipes, um, things like that. Uh, but I think it's undergoing a bit of a renaissance, primarily because it reminds people of their home cooking that they grew up with. Mm. So I think that's one of the strengths of onion powder. And I think the other strength is that you can get really good quality onion powder now. You can get heirloom red onion powder ground from only the best. I don't know. I, I, I'm making this <laughs> up, but but I but I'm pretty sure that. Um, you could treat onion powder the same way that you treat any any of your like artisan handcrafted spices right uh and i think you'd get a better flavor and a, and a really good quality out of it that's in my opinion um useful in cooking and very different from fresh onion objectively right and like i was saying earlier i often add onion powder to dishes that already contain onion just a little sprinkle to sort of broaden and increase the onion flavor. Um, because sometimes if you're not caramelizing your onions, which you know takes a really long time and you have to keep it at a low heat and stir it for 40 minutes or an hour, and I, I don't necessarily have time to do that every day, um, but I want to have some of that sweeter onion flavor. And mm. so using dried powder uh, increases that sweet flavor without having to go through all the all the work of caramelizing my onions. In the present day, uh, the United States is the world's largest producer of onion powder. No surprise. Over 100,000 tons of it every year, which was a little bit of a surprise to me. That is a lot of onion powder. Yeah, how many onions is that? That's crazy. <laughs> with with the uh, with the teaspoon to onion conversion ratio. Oh, wow. That oh, is that's a hundred thousand tons of a hundred thousand tons of powder. Do you think do you think it's just because we just eat so much processed crap? Like like chips and everything <laughs> and it just goes into that? Like, yeah. Like do you so, think we just have like two hundred billion tons of potato chips? So it's just the flavoring for that? <laughs> my uh my next my next bullet point. Some of this is sold at retail, but a majority is used in commercial food products, including those mentioned above, like chips and soup powders and things like that. So yes, you're right. It is not all sold at retail. Not even a majority of it is. Yeah. We just really love boosting flavor and boosting onioniness with onion powder in, in a lot of processed foods. So do you think this is probably one of the most popular spices in the united states and people have just no idea that's the most popular spice i mean it's certainly not the least popular spice it's mm. it's up there in popularity i think you'd have to put black pepper above mm. it and i think there are a lot of coloring spices like paprika that are pretty popular yeah um so i'm not sure where it ranks in terms of uh, above or below those but it is a, it's a very popular spice in the u.s and you know it remains a very popular spice in cooking even if uh some of maybe our generation uh have a have a negative view of it or maybe the generation uh before us as well yeah so i did some quick math 
And that's mm. about, uh, if we go for the onion per teaspoon conversion, it's about 40 billion onions a year. That's a lot of onions. That is a lot of onion. 40 billion onions. Yeah, I think you both were right when you said that the supermarket has more onions in powder form than in fresh form. I think that's almost definitely true. <laughs> they, yeah, they just give us the crumbs, the, the leftover onions, and they're like, here you go. Unless you go to a farmer's market, then maybe that's not true, but otherwise. All right, so a few quick medicinal uses of onion powder. Some of these are not strictly medicinal, but they are um, health benefits. So... Onion powder is rumored to help treat many conditions similar to fresh onions, including heart problems, diabetes, cancer, etc. But none of it has been statistically proven um, by like just taking onion powder tablets or anything like that. Um, but it's certainly not going to hurt uh, for any of those problems. So uh, it, as, as naturopathic and homeopathic remedies go, onion powder is very benign. Another thing that's true about onion powder is that it's very low in calories and it includes some important minerals that are present in onions. You don't lose any of that when you turn it into powdered onions. Really all you're losing is the water uh, right. for the most part. Um, so there is a significant amount of calcium and magnesium uh, in onion powder. Not that you would necessarily get your full calcium and magnesium intake from straight onion powder uh i mean Sorry, who, am, who am i i i only drink my milk by mixing onion powder with water and just taking a <laughs> shot every morning i mean who am i to judge i run a spice podcast so if you're if you're consuming uh cups of onion powder every day uh to get your calcium and magnesium content please write into us at podcast at the spicecast.com we'd love to hear your story and we'd love to hear about how onion powder saved your life. Um, you can also tweet at us at the SpiceCast or write to us on Facebook at the SpiceCast podcast. All of those are valid ways to tell us about your onion powder addiction. Um, we will definitely share it on the show if you if you write in and say that. Um, and I think that is sort of unlike a lot of spices that we've talked about on the spice cast it does actually have a nutritional content uh, that is that is possibly beneficial or at least noticeable um i think a lot of the spices that we talk about are sort of just like uh neutral or possibly in large amount large quantities could reduce the effects of cancer or heart disease or diabetes or things like that um, but this is the first one where just like average use, I think, is is certainly not harmful and could be beneficial. Maybe not the first spice, but, you know, one of a few. Yeah. Well, you're eating the whole whole vegetable, right? Like, right. It, there's there's not many other spices where you eat the whole vegetable. Like the peppercorn is a little bit of the plant and then like, you know, the cinnamon Mostly is just the a berry. shaving of the bark and, you know, you, you can't physically eat enough cinnamon to get fiber into your system. So, <laughs> um, yeah, you, you're eating the whole onion in this particular case. Yeah, I guess, I guess turmeric and ginger really do have um, health benefits as well in terms of like vitamins and minerals. So mm. I, I, I don't want to rule out other spices, um, but 
I, th- I think onion powder is a is a is a pretty good one to go with if you're if you're looking for for a spice with no calories and health benefits. I think we're gonna try to switch out some salt intake. Yeah. Oh, it's a re- reasonably good idea. I wonder if you can find smoked onion powder. Oh my god. You have to be able to. <laughs> that ha- that has to be a thing. Or at least smoked onion flakes. Does it exist, Stephen? Yes, it exists. All right, so anything else to add about medicinal uses? Uh, maybe an anti-medicinal use. Um, like, it's not part of... Uh, I know, like, onion powder... make Like, onions make your eyes sting, right? When, uh-huh. when you cook them, or when you, when you chop them up. Um, and you don't get that necessarily with the with the onion powder, but like if you aerosolized it, like they do pepper spray is like, is there onion spray a thing? So apparently you can use it on your plants to keep some pests away, mm. but I don't know how well that would actually work. You can, you can also use it as bug spray, but I think that would just be really mm. uh, smelly. It would make you really smelly. <laughs> you just might as well just rub an onion on yourself. Like the meat round, just cut an onion and rub it. <laughs> Like, I, I would like to be single today. <laughs> so the only thing I have left to discuss is a lamentation. Uh, and that is that I could not find any references to onion powder in pop culture. Now, what do you think those musicians and authors and filmmakers are doing if they're not making media about onion powder like what what's the excuse i think ignorance i I just don't i don't think they know about it but but if you if you top the charts with an onion powder uh hit i think i think it brings some awareness steven if you were gonna write uh or make some media about onion powder what would you do um gosh I, i i i wouldn't know um maybe something along the lines of like uh uh somebody uh who's got like a a superpower like a Popeye's spinach uh but he can only get it by eating onions um and so uh one of his um solutions is to eat onion powder instead of the onions I think that would it's be easier to carry around. It's easier to carry around. Uh, you could take shots. Uh, you could like uh, mix it up into like a five-hour energy with, and then get like pumped up uh, uh, with uh, with the spinach powers. I think that would be the the amazing adventures of Onion Boy. I, I, I'm sorry, Stephen. Like I, when, when I was like when you were describing like a person that had that superpower, I was literally just thinking about doing a line of like onion powder, and then they would be hyped up. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else to add about onion powder, or anything anything else we've touched on or haven't? Uh, I think I, I think I'm all good. I, I learned a lot. Ah, I I hope we all learned a lot, and I hope our listeners learned something too. So uh, I just want to thank you both for being on this episode of the Spice Cast. It was a pleasure to talk about onion powder with you, and I was uh, I was glad to have your your experience and perspective. So thank you, Nathan, and thank you, Stephen. Thank you for having us. It's always a pleasure to be on. Yeah, thanks for having us. First two time uh, guest combo, mm-hmm. bringing it bring it back bringing it back. Exactly. I wish I wish we were in person though, because all this 
super expensive, high class onion powder. I, I wish we could try it in person. You mean you would, you wish I would buy it for you? Exactly. <laughs> that's that's the that's the premium treatment we get on the spice cast. You get to yeah. you get to come in person and you get to try all the extravagant spices. It's also interesting that this is one of the spices that there's not been any wars or anything fought over. Yeah. Um, mainly because it was, you know, indigenous to, you know, the white people before they started colonization. Um, but, uh, yeah. But also it's so abundant. I mean, they probably brought it on the Silk Road, but eventually they had they were growing onions in all of these different places and so they could make powder out of it. I mean, it's it's really not that complicated to harvest or create. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's another thing about it that is, it's, a, it's an easy access spice. Anyway, thank you both again for being on and thank you all for listening to the Spice Cast and sticking with us um, through this episode 17, Onion Powder. Uh, if you'd like to write to us with a question or comment, feel free to do so at podcast at thespicecast.com. We'd love to hear your spice stories, your hot takes, your onion powder fantasies, any of that uh, would be great. So please feel free to contact us. And uh, if you would like to be on the Spice Cast, uh, feel free to write into us as well and tell us what spices you're passionate about and we'll get you on the show. Uh, Additionally, if you are listening on a podcast platform, which I imagine you are, uh, an easy thing to do is rate the rate and review the show on whatever platform that is, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or SoundCloud or anything like that. Um, please just uh, rate and review the show and uh, help us reach more people with our spicy, spicy content. Uh, that's all. That's all we ask uh, for for your for your participation, uh, if you so choose. All right, I think that's going to wrap it up. So thank you, uh, Nathan, and thank you, Stephen. And I have been your host, Ruben, with episode 17 of the Spice Cast, Onion Powder. And see you next time. It just doesn't. It doesn't flow off the tongue. Like, I don't think it's gonna be in any of the, like the like songs or any. Like, can you imagine rhyming onion powder with anything? Turn it up. Get louder. Sprinkle on some onion powder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm literally gonna leave. <laughs>